you're okay with me starting with happy birthday, right? Yeah. We have we have a choice. That's your world. I just live in it. <laughs> oh, just for today. Just for today. You even got a whole part. Don't forget that, asshole. Eddie, I'm going to have to take than... a screenshot and frame that shit. <laughs> hey, okay. hey, hey, please so, screenshot that. Anything? I actually do want to keep it. I thought of something. Uh, <laughs> when the studio's ready. Oh, it's on me. There you are. You, you got it, right? Thank God it's Monday. Love Mondays, baby. Birthday boy. Yeah, let me share it to. Uh, can I share it to my page? Or everywhere. You can share it everywhere you like. How would I share it to uh, my thing? As we <laughs> Copy link. Go get some. And then. I think they can't hear us, bro. Someone said they can't hear Jack. Can you hear the music or you can't hear anything? Armand, can you guys hear us? Armand, can you hear us? No, Asma, we can't hear you. Because the music's on. Oh. That's why. Are we ready? Are we ready? We are ready. <laughs> don't touch that. What? It's like you guys you guys don't like the music? What's going on, guys? Okay, can you guys hear us now? Testing. One, two, three. Testing. One, two, three. How's that sound, guys? Is the music too loud? You tell us. So. Uh, <laughs> I'll wait. I'll wait for you guys to respond. <laughs> oh, God. Happy Monday, guys. TGIM, baby. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Been waiting all week for Monday. <laughs> Seriously. I wonder why. <laughs> Corona got the Mondays even better. Oh, God. There we go. What's Check up? one, two. What's up, Mr. Rob? What's up, Armand? Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, before we start the show, uh, we want to... You guys, as you can see, there's a giant golden cake in front of us. With some, it's an ice bucket. It's a, like. Or an ice bucket, yeah. It's a golden cake, but at the end oh, of the it's day. A golden yeah, cake, it's a golden yes. cake, but uh, ice bucket with shot uh, with uh, Bacardi 151 and candles because it's our one and only official Armand Hopar's actual birthday today. And, uh, I thought every day, but today's the official <laughs> that's, one. That's my daughter, man. Every day's her birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Yours is just. <laughs> that's the male version. Yeah, I want to be like your daughter when I grow up. <laughs> the only difference is there's a there's a big age gap between your daughter, my daughter and you. So we can. It's only thirty seven years. It's not a big deal. Uh, well, roughly. Uh, happy fortieth, buddy. Thank you, man. I wasn't gonna say the number. But... Who gives a shit? <laughs> happy birthday, brother. You don't look a age over. You don't look a day over thirty eight. <laughs> I was going to say 39, but shit, he's nice. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, guys. It's, it's uh, great to be 40. I hear after 40, things start breaking down, but I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> it's all downhill I'll, from here I'll on out. I'll give you guys out. an update. <laughs> Keep us posted, buddy. Keep us posted. Uh, so, Should we start with the celebration with the yeah, cake, or let's, let's introduce Let's, let's introduce it. We'll introduce our guest, but again, happy birthday, Armand. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Appreciate happy it. As they, as, the, as they say in the, uh, in the old country, Hazar Tarek Anandas. And mom, thank you for the cake. I love you. Yeah. Thanks for the. Uh, Thanks, mom. I don't know why everybody gets me an alcohol cake, but <laughs> <laughs> can't you tell? 
You're the only one with the scotch in your hand. Where's the ice? No, no, you can't. You can't. Today it's neat. You can't do ice with that. You can't. That's you're gonna water it down too much. But uh, anyways, well, okay. and happy birthday to everybody else born on May fourth. Yes, Elena, your wife. Happy birthday to my wife. Happy birthday to a bunch of our listeners as well. We Alpine, have Alpine, Alan Gadimian, Eileen, Eileen Gadimian, um, Harut's wife. Yeah, Harut's wife, uh, Eileen. Uh, who else do we have? We had a, there was yesterday a, was the birthday. Rock's birthday yesterday. Let, yes. Let's count back yes. nine months. Let's see. <laughs> So, <laughs> whose parents had sex nine months ago? <laughs> well, it's 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 May, so I mean, happy birthday to everybody in yes. May. How's that sound? Yeah, that's yeah. better, huh? And with this whole quarantine going on, it's like everybody's doing these drive-by birthdays and stuff. And uh, I mean, it sucks. I'm hoping everything kind of settles down in the next. What are we at? Today's the fourth. In the next ten days or five, eleven, 11 days. days. Well, yeah. today's over basically. That's the only reason why I say it. <laughs> But uh, yeah, happy birthday to everybody in May. Babe, happy birthday to you as well. We got <laughs> drunk yesterday and my wife is an essential worker. She wanted me to say that as well. Getting into Costco and all these stores with their badge and being excited about it. I see the smile on her face. It, it's, a, it's worth everything. So. I don't even want to know what happened after that PPP outfit, you guys. Oh, the PPP outfit? <coughs> oh, we don't want to discuss that. This is a PG it's a family <laughs> show. <laughs> it's a family show here. It's a family show. AC's on, right? Okay, we're good. I think you just you didn't want that conversation. Man. Yeah, I see something. Yeah, I got yeah, got heated up. Uh, welcome to the show, Mr. Edwin Sarkisian. Thank you, guys. Super uh, excited to be here. Thank you for the invite. COO of SVH Travel. Right. And uh, basic, chief operating officer. Chief for I those of you that don't know what it means. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, ori- originally, you know, Pop started the business, uh, Vic or Vaik, yeah. and it's a, uh, you know, I'm I'm one of his clients as well. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners are, a lot of the Armenian community is, because I'd say he's probably one of the pioneers of the business. Because, I mean, he's grown it to, you know, such a such a great business where any anytime you hear travel, 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 before you go to these other people, it's some for some reason, SVH quickly pops up in your head. Ima, I don't know if it's the lettering, the <laughs> SVH, you know, the traditional Armenian business names, or it's just the branding and the business and everything that Vikes created where he's kind of become the default as far as travel in our community, which is, I mean, it's a great yeah. thing. I mean, Jad has done a great thing. What is does HVH stand for? Is it, <laughs> can I take a guess? Take a guess. Is it Sarkisian Vaik Holdings? Uh, close, Sarkisian Vaik Hakopi. It's his father's uh, name. So, uh, okay. The Russian way to, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Close enough, I yeah, guess. Yeah, because, you know, the... The Haina Dartsner that come from Armenia, (laughs) they have that Russian last name and they're just randomly thrown in there. It's a Uh, dagger, bro. Seriously. So how long ago did Pop start the business? So 1993, he started the business and uh, he really... And really, when he moved here from uh, Armenia, when he when he got into the business, but while he was running the business, it really wasn't anything more than like a, a table that he would rent at. Like I think it was either an insurance or a uh, an insurance I think broker uh, office that he would rent a table for. So he had a monthly rent for that, but he would work uh, full time as like um, also doing uh, different small jobs like uh, car wash and valet to scrape up enough cash to cover the expense, right? So he's come a long way. And uh, 1993, he opened it up. He started doing 
a lot of tours to Hayastan. So he would take people from here, like groups, uh, show them around um, the city and then bring them back. And he did that like back and forth. He met my mom on one of those uh, tours. And in 96, I was born. Um, and eventually he kind of, while you say, you know, you think of him and, and pioneers, that there were a lot of innovative things that I think he did back in the day um, that we, you know, take for granted now. But back in the day, like, getting on TV, talking about something, filming, uh, you know, some of the destinations, because he would travel to different places like Hawaii, Mexico, the Caribbean. He would take his camcorder with the, uh, I, don't, I remember the old cassettes. It was the V, I don't even remember what they're called. The Not mini, before mini VHS. No, no, the mini, the, the mini the ones. Mini the, mini, the mini cassette came high eight. Be, before the uh, after, big ones? It's after. called, yeah, it was a high eight. High eight, uh, like a oh, small cassette. Yes, yeah. yes. So he would take that with him. He would record it and then bring it and like, if you've been to his Glendale and Alec office, then he had like a TV in the back, like probably a 12 inch kind of huge TV with all of these cassettes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with all these cassettes. And if anyone would come and they wanted to go somewhere, he'd be like, oh, you know what? I have the cassette for that. And he'd take like 20 minutes finding a cassette, put it in, be like, this is what it is. This is what I experienced. And he would talk about it on TV. And slowly, you know, that's how he made a name for himself as someone who would actually go there, experience the destination, and then. Um, you know, recommended. This is in a, this is in like the mid nineties, right? Yeah. It's crazy. Now everybody's doing video as far as for advertising, as far for everything, like real estate even. And yeah. like you're selling hardwood flooring video, you're selling this video. The guy was doing it back in like the early or mid nineties yeah. and he's still doing it till today. Cause he's on the Armenian programs as well. It's just obviously now everything is digitized. So he doesn't have to worry about fumbling through video videotapes <laughs> exactly. anymore. You, everything's right to the... There's a folder for everything. Yeah. Exactly. But exactly. What, what was his inspiration as far as travel? Did he do that back in Armenia? Yeah. Or how, how did he get into it? So, again, great question. Um, typically, actually in Armenia, what he studied was engineering, electrical engineering. Mm -hmm. like electrical engineering, travel agent. It, it really doesn't match up. Yeah. But he had a passion for travel. So he's always loved to travel. Um, and when he came to the United States, he knew he wanted to start a business and he decided to go with something he was passionate for. So traveling seemed to fit. And now the more he's gone into the business, it's like, you know what I mean? It's his baby from 93 till now. You know what I mean? That's a lot like 27 years. You've invested a lot of time and effort into that. It's now become a part of your life to where he just, uh, you know, he's super passionate and loves to travel. He, he travels a lot throughout the year. And anytime he travels, I, I, I can't say that I know that he's traveled without his camera bag to this day, even though I'm like, Dad, you don't need to take your camera bag. Just travel, have a good time. But he's always there with his camera, recording different things and experiencing things that he can bring back and like show to people. Does he use a flip phone? Why doesn't he use his <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he uses like actual camcorder okay, still? The, no, the, the, transition, the transition, he did use the, the camcorder, but the transition from like that bulky camcorder to like me now explaining that, you know, this phone can do it just as good if not better right. has been recent so until now like he's been using the the bulky kind of like camera back but i think it's more of a he an feels better yeah he yeah. feels better yeah. exactly so it's, it's a, one of those it's things it's a business equipment yeah this, <laughs> this doesn't feel like a business equipment <laughs> exactly because now these things have like those steady uh Small, yeah, yeah. Uh, little or tripod things tripod or things where yeah you move it around it kind of gives you it was this a revolution based off that exactly. thing homie you gotta remember it's a Selfie stick. <laughs> not a, no, 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 no. It's selfie. not. It's not. It's not just about your the, uh, stick, man. the the other ones where professional movie uh, mm -hmm. production companies use it as far as 
when they're running, it still keeps a steady oh, camera. Yeah. It doesn't move around. It has like a gyroscope in yeah. it or something yeah. where it kind of, it, literally, like it's you could be riding a bike and it'll kind of keep it steady. Yeah. Well, on a cell phone. It's like, a on a cell phone, it's yeah. like our old uh, mic holders. It's got yeah, this yeah, yeah, arm arms? kind of, yeah. It's yeah. called Osmo. It's like the, the Osmo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm just curious about this. How many, Does your dad go through like a passport a year? Because <laughs> I could only imagine like, let's say for example, he does all this traveling and touring and all this stuff with all these, you know, all of his clientele or uh, even, you know, uh, different family and friends. Does he go through an entire passport within like a, like a year or two? He, he has like extended papers on his passport. So I, I, I distinctly remember, I think one time we were at customs and like the customs person opens the passport. And you know, you stamp it every time you visit yeah. a different country. And he's like, flip, 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 looking at my dad, flip, flip, flip. She's like, she just stamped on top of another stamp. And it was like, what are you doing? You know, go get her passport renewed. So for sure, he has a lot of that. But back then he had it. It was more often than that because you would travel a lot. Um, now it's not as frequent, but um, definitely, uh, definitely. Well, that's a good problem to have. Exactly, guys. yeah. It's like, is he, that's he's a, my favorite. Like, what do you do? Like, Colombia, Brazil, <laughs> Argentina. Where, where, what do you do? <laughs> drug dealer? Do you know, you know total how many countries your dad's traveled Oof, to? Good question. Uh, I know he's watching this. I hope he's going to comment, but I, I know it's well over, probably like. 30, well, 40? Over, yeah, well, there's exactly. 43 countries out there, so yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> Maybe With 185 40. languages. Right? <laughs> Come on, I'm hoping he comments, but that's interesting. Vig, let us mark. know how many how many countries have you been to, Vic? Let us. That's we're that's just good, curious about I think that. It's a, it's a great question. question. I mean, yeah. that's an accomplishment, man. Oh, For yeah. some people, traveling is ultimately the goal mm-hmm. in life. And <coughs> here, someone can travel 50, 60 countries. It's amazing. Does he, does he travel with the honeymooners or just if it's a group <laughs> type of setting? No, no, no. He, he travels. I think so. Does he ever get offers to go travel just to see how the place is and then you mean like track business hotels in inviting yeah. him and different things? Yeah. So, hotels like new hotel chains or different. Um, destination, uh, kind of like uh, like the tourism board of a different yeah. country will be like, hey, you know what, come out. But uh, it's not like they comp you for the entire airfare and all that stuff, but they will be like, hey, come out. We might give you a hotel for a couple nights. Come check out the property and all that. We don't do too much of that, but if he's really interested in a new destination because um, he's been to many of them, so it's like if, if someone in Cancun is like, hey, come out to the hotel, like, hey, we're going to Cancun anyways. We might, might stop well, yeah. by. He might pick a day to do all these site inspections, and we'll go and check out the hotels. Because I'm assuming it's like basically the way the business operates is, you know, he would want to go check out a hotel, and if he likes it, and you know, obviously they know he's a he's a travel agent, they'll be like, all right, you know what, we'll give you this incentive if you send us this many clients or this many uh, people, and you know, they kind of strike a deal together. Because at the end of the day, this is, that's what it is. It's a business, and you have to make sure. You take care of your clients, and then as your your dad as a client to the hotel, he's mm-hmm. taken care of as well. Absolutely. But what I will add is that besides it being like, a, oh, hey, sell my hotel and get a kickback, uh, it's we're no longer a small business in terms of like, oh, you know, you're trying to get money from here, get money from there. Right now, you have the biggest stakeholder is your, is your customer, right? And amidst this situation, which we'll talk about, you want to make sure that their well-being, their <coughs> word of mouth, their experience is top-notch. 100%. So if you sell a hotel because you're getting a bigger kickback, but you know it's not right for the client, then you're going out of business because you're, not, you're, not, you're no longer a trustworthy figure. One, two, three the, yeah. bad exactly. experiences, you're yeah. done. Yeah. Because I remember <clears throat> we got married, because your dad's been our travel agent for a while. We got married, we went to him for our honeymoon, 
and he was saying he was mentioning uh, Rio Palace Peninsula. He's like, it's a brand new hotel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys will love it. He's like, I was literally there last week. <laughs> yeah, and that's what it was. We had a great time. It was a clean hotel, great experience, and you you go back to him. Yeah. You go back to him, and you actually refer people to him as well. Yeah. So I mean, it so, goes it goes hand in hand. Yeah, Rio Palace Peninsula today is now like the top Cancun destination. No, for as is it still? I mean, now, well, now, like, we, we, we started, like, when it just came out, right, my dad visited, like, oh, you know what, great destination. It was. Um, today, I can probably say, if not last year, okay, no, not today, but last year, um, Rio Palace Peninsula was a very, very top-selling resort, and it's because of that, and I don't know when you went, probably five, six years ago? No, man. Eight longer? years ago. Eight years ago, yeah. Eight years ago. So it was built eight years ago. Roughly, yeah, it's yeah. fairly new. Fairly yeah. new resort. And it was, I think the view was the best part of that hotel. Because every single room As had an like view. an ocean view. Yeah. Yeah, like you walk out and it was just striking views. And, the, I, and I appreciate that hooking us up at the top. Because it's like a lot of people like that beachfront where you just walk out. No, dude, you wake up in the mornings, pull those <laughs> curtains, and you just look out to that blue ocean. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys are on Glen Oaks right now, right? Glen Oaks and Raymond. Where were you guys before as far as that you're talking about your dad's small little yeah, office? It yeah. was like a shopping center or what? So, it was Glendale and Elk is where it all started. I think that insurance business was the one that kind of turned into the office afterwards. I think that lease went up and my dad took over that entire spot. Um, and I, my memories, because I've been in and out, like it's a family business, right? And I'm sure a lot of people watching, you're Armenian and there's a lot, you know, we like to do business for entrepreneurs and you're usually going to get sucked into the family business somehow. Um, and my earliest memories are like when I was 10, 11, 12 years old. And the first experience of me working there would be like going on the weekends and taking the old brochures and taking them downstairs and throwing them away. <laughs> and then every time we would go there, like we were talking about the uh, Giscos, the grocery market and stuff, I remember getting like tarn tafats, like lamaju <laughs> and flaming hot munchies yeah. on Saturdays. And that's just like my best memory of working back then. And to this day, like flaming hot munchies are my favorite. And I, I'm sure it has something to do with the other, but um, that's where it started from. Uh, started as a small business, right? It was my dad and my mom. And then my mom now works for the county, so she kind of left. And then my dad had two uh, employees on Glendale and Elk. And now we have like a larger team of about, you know, on peak season, like we'll have 12, and four, 12 to 14 specialists, including me. My brother works there, my dad, obviously. And then we have yeah. an awesome team that, um, that is really, you know, into the business, into traveling. They're super passionate. So we're, we're just really happy, like where it started, where it's, where it's come. Yeah, because so. I've noticed when you walk into the building now, you know, you have all, you have all the employees sitting around. You have Ike, you know. <laughs> Spectating. It, yeah, spectating. And he is, he's yeah, working too. His headset's always on. You don't know if he's talking to someone, if he's not talking to somebody. He's shooting a video. <laughs> he's shooting a video. Or he's looking busy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, the operation he has set up now. Soccer. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> it's, a, it's, like, it's like a well-oiled machine, man. It's like everybody knows what they're doing. You walk in, receptionist is there, and each person is kind of on their phone, doing their own thing. And it's kind of like that doesn't even need to... Not, I don't want to say dictate, but like he doesn't even need to tell them what to do. Everybody's kind of, you know, jamming to their own little thing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and all of the specialists there, you know what I mean? Um, how we onboard our specialists is, of course, you need the experience. But bet, more important than that is that you really need to be excited and passionate about travel, right? Like you need to be here because you're excited about sending people on vacations and trips that they love. And when you're a part of the team... My dad, you might not nowadays see him really sitting one-on-one with clients because he'll, you know, he'll direct them over to some of the specialists, but he's always reviewing the trips that you plan, giving recommendations whenever you ask him for it with the specialist. So it's, it's a collaboration. You know, everyone's working together, and he's, 
using his experience. And although he doesn't, he might not have the energy to you know be helping 10, 15 clients that come and sit in front of him nowadays. He's got the team for but it. But he, yeah, exactly. He helps with the team to ensure that hey, you know what, this would be a good match for that client. They're going on a honeymoon to Europe. They want this. You know what? This is the set for them. Work on this now. Look at deals and like let's let's make something happen. And, and all all the employees are commission based, right? Or is it like kind of like it's 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 a mix between both uh, commission hourly. We have rewards programs, bonuses. We have a lot of things that we do there to make sure that the specialists are well compensated for the level of service that we're giving yeah. to our, you know what I mean? Because the, the way I look at it now is you don't have to worry about your boss being your competition. Mm-mm. That's that's more than enough. I mean, imagine... imagine you mean you, your employee being your competition? No, or man, your, your boss. boss being your oh, competition. Oh, as far as them yeah. selling more of than course, uh, taking like the big ticket items. Could, look, yeah. Imagine mm-hmm. this. You have you have Vike basically with years of experience and then you walk in, you go, I want to t- talk to Vike yeah. and Vike says, okay, you know what? One of the you know, one of our team members will help you out. Or else it would be like, you know, you're, comp- you're going into work knowing your competition is your broker or yeah. your boss. It's like, all right, now try I, to... But that, I think that's... That's one of the most difficult things as a business owner to do, especially if it's a service-oriented business like a real estate brokerage, travel agency, where if the clients are used to you, you're the face of the company. They they all think, well, if I go to him, he's going to give me the best deal. And to actually educate them on the process of, well, no, if you go to Ed or Arno or Joe, whoever you go to, you're going to get the same level of service. It's going to make no difference. He's an expert in Mexican travel. Mm-hmm. She's an expert in European travels. You want South African tri- trip, you go to this guy. That that educating, I think, the, the public and your clientele is, mm-hmm. is difficult where they always think, well, he, I need to go to him because mm-hmm. he's going to give me the discount or the best service deal. possible. The deal, yeah. 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 That's and what, I think the fact that he's there as well kind of puts everybody at ease as well, knowing yeah. that, okay, you know what? He's there. He's not out and about just kind of... Yeah. Doing nothing. Yeah. Well, as he was saying, the uh, reps need to be passionate. I just pictured walking into a <laughs> travel agency where that individual selling you the travel <laughs> has no desire to be there. <laughs> oh, where do you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, we're excited about our trip to, uh, you know, South Africa for our honeymoon. Yeah. Hold on, let me get this line. Uh, can I help you? Yeah. Are you sure you want to go to South Africa? Because, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of mosquitoes and... <laughs> I think you'd be better off just going to Pasadena. There's a nice hotel in Pasadena. <laughs> have you considered San Diego? The San Diego Zoo is as good as La Jolla. Why get on an airplane? You got to go through TSA and they have some little packing and just go local. Stay local. Disneyland. Five grand. I could vouch for them as far as my travel agent there is Oskik. And Oskik's been there for years. And her story goes way back because there was some a situation that happened with her and uh, for medical reasons she had to leave yeah. and came back and dude like they, you guys welcomed her back open arms man is he your age <laughs> no bro I, I, I'm paying, I, him, I'm paying does, him does he know you does he know more about no, bro, you than you I, I, I know I know the way they dude this is this tells you enough man the fact that I'm saying so many positive things about him I go to the I can't see myself going to anybody else for traveling bro because I'm telling you, you walk into that place from from Vike to the employees to my agent herself, yeah. dude. It's you can't go wrong there. I mean, it, they know what they're doing there. I know. I'm, I'm jerking your tail. I know it's Vike, your birthday. I'm giving you. An, I'm giving you the excuse. Vike booked my first trip to Cancun with my friends 
to 20 years ago. And so. you guys almost basically <laughs> got around. <laughs> How did that trip go on? Well, a trip with JJ and some of my other friends, you you figure out that's going to go. Well, I already heard what was going on. Oh, Argo was there, my brother, Arsene, oh. who else? See, uh, this is what I'm curious about. Off the podcast, we were talking about like that whole uh, marshals on, on the plane. Yeah. And stuff, right? Is there always like a marshal on the plane? No, it's not like there's always a marshal, but you can expect like randomly there will be. But the TSA and security nowadays is, you know, is, is good enough to where they don't need to like dedicate funds for marshals. But I feel like there still are on random flights just in case. But I wouldn't I wouldn't say there's way too many flights nowadays for there always to be an air marshal there. A random air marshal sitting down and or they train the stewardess i don't know maybe they, i don't know what they well, do let me ask you this and i don't know how much of this you'll know as mm-hmm. far as like air law i mean is it true that as soon as you're up in the air like the law changes completely and it's kind of like it's a different it's like you're not you're not in the united states anymore okay so yeah it, whenever you're on a flight like that uh you know up in the air then your rights get very restricted for sure, right? There are a lot of things that you can't do on an airplane that you would be able to do freely here. And that's only for safety and comfortability and all that stuff. And a lot of that stuff has changed from 9-11 because uh, like we were talking about before, I was joking about Mm -hmm. um, how we took a trip to Cancun with a huge group. We had basically 90, 95% of the plane that uh, that we were taking with us on the group was Armenian. And no one was listening to the stewardess. Armenia is not following instructions. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They don't pay attention. Huh? No, no, no seatbelts in the middle of the aisle, standing <laughs> up, you know, playing balot and, and some and that's, and that's cool and all. But when the stewardess comes by four or five yeah. times and says, take a seat, then you take a seat and you, you know what I mean? You don't ignore her. So I, I do believe. And then what happened? Let me just get to the end of go that ahead, story. Is go ahead, man. They, uh, the stewardess, I was watching her. She went to the front of the airplane, you know, grabbed the phone, talked to the captain for a second, put the phone down, and then all of a sudden, an, a very stable, <laughs> hongiest plane automatically, like, the wings to the left, to the right, up, down, like, it was chaos, you know, grandpas, like, fell over, babies started crying, and then, you know, the stewardess assumed, okay, here we go, all right, so captain goes, you know, it's, oh, sorry, turbulence, please get back to your seats, that was their method of getting everyone to remain control, but as a result, two times more people got out of their seats because now they're panicking. They're scared. Like, oh my God, the plane's going down. <laughs> Somebody opened the emergency they're, exit. Yeah, they're packing to fly out now. <laughs> the, he said, the, what, what he actually said was the restroom line got longer. Of course. So they're all standing up. Oh, gosh, that, man. That, that's, that's insane. Actually, you know, speaking of that first trip to Cancun, you know what I just also remembered? My friend's uncle was going to join us from Seattle. When I say uncle, yeah, he's uncle mm-hmm. age, but... He, he, he parties more than we can back in the days, at least. So he flies in from Seattle, and we meet him at LAX. We're supposed to fly out to Cancun. He, he, has, he didn't bring his passport. He brought his Costco card, thinking we're going to fly to <laughs> Cancun. Oh, shit. Offered, he couldn't fly with us, man. And I, I just remember looking at him like, oh, my God, I can't, I can't even imagine the devastation of you thinking you're going on this boy's trip for seven days. And now Took all those you weeks, fl- <laughs> weeks to convince your wife. <laughs> no, he wasn't married. Oh, okay, no, yeah, no. he's always been single. Now imagine he's stuck at the airport <laughs> after a first flight. So he had a, this LX was a connecting flight for the guy. So he came to LA to fly with you guys. Yeah, yeah. Now oh he's going God. back to Seattle empty-handed. Empty-handed, yeah. With, oh, well, I don't want to say empty-handed, with, but with, <laughs> with all that blueprint. <laughs> Oh, so he was over 50. No, he was Okay. <laughs> at the time, he was probably about in his 30s, actually, late 30s. How is he a hopar, bro? 
Because they were 22, bro. Come on. Yeah. <clears throat> if bro, if you're 22 and your friend is like 30s, that's not hope, bro. I mean, when I was in no, my no, no. early he 20s, was, or he's born in 1957, so currently he's 63. So he would have he been, been 40. He's probably 40. He would have been 43. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 43. That, yeah, that makes not, sense. That's not that yeah. old either. Yeah, Armand's just 40, bro. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> that's like, well, <laughs> what? What are you guys laughing? <laughs> but he ended up coming to Miami with us the following year. Uh, did so he come with his Costco card? <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, the, Mi- pills the Miami dancing. trip, we pulled a fast one on DJ Robert, actually. Cause Why? I remember uh, I was working in Pasadena at the time at AAA. Again, this is about 17 years ago. So I'm sitting at the office. We go out to have lunch with Rob, and I, I say, Rob, uh, you have to have a bon visa to go to Miami. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? I didn't get a visa. I'm like, what do you mean you didn't? Like, where's your white card? He's like, I swear, I said, where's your white pass? He goes, I don't use white pass. I'm like, didn't Vike tell you? He's like, no, man. He picks up the phone, calls your dad. He's like, Vike, but it's on each other. You let him call? I'm like, But he ended up actually, check this out. We fly to Miami. He left his driver license here. So I, the one he brought actually, sorry, was expired. So we're going to clubs in Miami. He can't get in because his driver license is expired. Oh my God. So he had to call his parents here. They had to overnight his driver's license. <laughs> How long were you guys there for? <laughs> Again, about seven days a week. Yeah. Okay, he, he missed a day yeah. basically. Two, oh. two days. Off it, like, it was the craziest thing. I'm like, how the hell did you leave your driver's license there? You can't go anywhere with us now. See, those were like the good old days where you'd actually be able to go out and actually go to a bar and go oh, out. Oh, Miami was... Yeah. But he used to be able then. to fly to Miami just with the ID in your hand. I bet it. it was 11 guys. Imagine this. 11 guys. We would walk into any club, pay the bouncer a few hundred bucks, four or five hundred bucks. And, you know, there were hundreds of people in line. We would get in, have our table. Now you go to Miami, you spend 20 grand. They don't even look at you. Hmm. It's nothing, bro. Yeah. Back then, like four or five hundred dollars, you would give it to them, get the best seat, no line. And 11 guys, no girls with us. Not a I shocker, think, but well, now, no, you have to have a, now, now you have, now you have no. to have a girl with you when you. When you, want to. <laughs> you don't sorry, take Sam to the beach, Nam I'm sorry. Uh, it's his birthday, bro. Yeah. Stop. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but my point is, if you have if there's girls with you, you get in. Easy. Eleven guys to get into a club is almost impossible. But now, forget about it. It's yeah. not even the right You have way to be to uh, Mayweather or, you know, <laughs> Hey, the remind rock me after. To get I'll tell you how to get in. <laughs> Easier. But after, I can't tell you that. But anyways, enough about my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what? Considering your culture, Culture-wise, everything has changed. Obviously, everything, as you guys know, is on lockdown. And, you know, hopefully everything's been opening up. But, you know, we were talking about the entire office, you know, how it's like, family oriented and you know all the you know employees are there your dad is there now i'm assuming you guys are working remotely right yeah so um basically march when was it i think it was march either 15 or something around when, when did that lockdown I think it was march 15 15 right yeah is it almost two months i think yeah it's was it march months. 15th i don't remember Shit, I don't even remember. So, whenever it was yeah so on, on that day basically whenever uh, the whole safer at home measure started uh, obviously, we didn't have any of our specialists come into the office anymore, but 
the way the office, uh, the way our entire processes and systems with our phones, our emails, our CRM, um, all of our, you know, leads and client uh, information, everything was set up, it was very easy for us to, you know, switch right over to remote. So all of our specialists obviously went home. And within like, you know, a couple hours, we were able to switch onto remote. And now all of the clients that needed uh, assistance. Now, if you call the line, you'll, you'll hear like my uh, voice message that says, you know what, please send us a text. You text us your request and then, you know, you get an immediate response. And off that, I, um, I'll forward over to whoever your specialist is and they'll take care of you, whether it's a cancellation, rescheduling. And now we're starting to book new flights if, if you, you need are. Them. Yeah. What is going on with all these cancellations? Are the <coughs> hotels and airlines and everybody uh, canceling without any issues? Because I, I, I've heard both ends of the spectrum. So maybe yeah. you could shed some light on Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So when this just hit, so if you wanted to cancel and the situation was like beginning of April, okay? And many of the hotels and airlines and everything, full refund they would give. And then they started realizing, oh, you know what? This is a lot more serious. There's a cash flow issue here. And they didn't have enough cash to now, you know, fully refund. So now they're offering credits and vouchers and all these different things. And um, many of them, if your trip is in, for example, July and you want to cancel now, they're like, you know what? You're going to have to go with the refund policy, which is non-refundable. Um, so there is a headache, and it, it really depends on the airline or the, the hotel you're working with or whatever's going on. But uh, we do everything we can with our suppliers to make sure that we get a refund for um, our clients. But it's just unfortunately a lot of, for example, um, clients that book online and online travel agencies, mm-hmm. they won't even talk to you if your trip isn't within two weeks. So, like, I know that we've tried calling, for example, uh, to understand what the response time is. And then, like, they're, like, so heavy loaded, right? Like, Expedia, for example, you call them. They'll say, if your trip isn't within two weeks, you know what? You're going to have to wait. Right. So, they won't even talk they to you. They won't talk to you. But, uh, but we, you know, it's not like we bypass the long hold times and all of the headaches that comes with getting online with an airline or a hotel. It's just that we take that hassle upon ourselves because, obviously, we're, we're, the, we're the service provider that you booked from. And we're going to take care of our right. clients as much as we can. Now, you mentioned Expedia. Uh, how, because SVH started way before online took off, right? So mm-hmm. my, my, I always thought that the Expedias of the world were going to completely shatter, yeah, shatter the industry, mm-hmm. which to an extent they probably have. But you guys have seemed to have grown mm-hmm. uh, even after the dot-coms and everybody came about. How ha- how have they affected you guys, and w- how have you been able to kind of overcome those challenges and continue to grow as an organization? Absolutely. It's a great question. So um, you just need to understand the value that each booking platform is offering you, okay? Now, we focus on uh, all kinds of travel, right? And at the bare minimum, at the bare minimum, if you're not getting a better deal than you would find on Expedia, at the bare minimum, you're getting price matched. So if you find a deal on Expedia, for example, then you're at least bare minimum is you're getting a price match with us. But what other value are you getting on top? Well, one simple thing that I can now reference to now is that you have someone to talk to in any case of a situation, right? Like if you, God forbid, you go on some of these online travel agencies, Facebook pages and stuff like that, just read the comments. It's it's insane. Like people are freaking out. And it's because, you know, it's an online based business. There is no personal connection to it. There's no relationship with this business. You have your representative. 
you have Austrik, you have uh, different representatives, whoever we have that you work right. with, you have that relationship built with them. They know who you are. They know who your family is. They know how to take care of you. And then we also have a lot of benefits. For example, um, I don't know if you guys knew this, but last year or a year and a half ago, we implemented a, a rewards award system, a point-based system. So any booking that comes into us that we create, you get cash back, like literal cash back on your account in a portal that we have that's on our website. And for being a client, you'll get cash back and you can either use that cash back and redeem it for like a virtual uh, prepaid credit card. It'll give you a credit card number, expiration date, security code that you can use with a balance, or you can convert it for 10% more cash back for like a SVA travel gift certificate. Mm. So besides that, our relationship with the reuse and the different hotels and the different suppliers that we work with allows us to do extra things. For example, if you're going on a honeymoon and different things like that, then we make sure that we do something above and beyond what you pay for. Imagine you pay, you're good, you're set, you're going on your trip, and before you leave, we'll be like, hey, you know what, before you leave, Arno, Armand, like Edgar, before you guys leave, here's a $200 um, romantic dinner voucher on us. So whenever you're over there in destination, they'll set up a little table for you uh, on the beach. They'll give you this, 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 blah, blah, blah. And you have someone that keeps in touch with you to make sure everything is going right. I'll pass, bro. So <laughs> not with no. these two guys. Speaking, no, not with each other. I mean, with your Speaking wife. of vouchers, when are you going to make the announcement for my <laughs> birthday European trip? It's a that great SBH question. Is, <laughs> yes, great question. <laughs> Speaking of announcements, when are you going to set up the family Armenia trip coming up this summer? <laughs> these are all great questions. They can get me fired. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to go home, back. the house is key, the <laughs> yeah. locks are changed. <laughs> oh, man. But as far as like, okay, you guys working remotely, I mean, have the employees kind of adjusted to everything? Yeah, the, the adjustment is not too difficult, right? Because we, we work with um, online all day, right? We have all these websites that we log into and, and they work with that and our CRM platforms, everything's easy. But, you know, it's, uh, it's just a very weird environment for us because for us it's a team collaboration kind of service business where we're all in the office and we're all talking and we're all helping one another out you know it's we don't have that anymore like you're all disconnected you're you all doing still your own thing have that yeah. in like a you know like a group message board or something true like that. we have like a common text group text message but it's it's different from physical physical energy. Energy. getting yeah. into the office yeah. yeah seeing the people maybe having a little coffee break eating lunch together talking social eye contact but yeah, are trips being booked or people in like panic mode right now yeah actually one of the biggest questions right now and i'm sure a lot of your viewers will have that too is um uh when are armenia flights coming back that's like we've gotten hundreds of inquiries yes. like that when are armenian fl armenia flights but coming back forget the, forget like as far as like coming back i'm curious as far as are people willing to still travel even with this whole covid going it's on it's a split like really it's a split yeah there are people like i'm willing to travel once this thing kind of lets up not like oh you know go crazy about it but I, you know, it's just, um, it, it just depends on the person, to be honest. How comfortable are you and you get home and how much are you going to worry about this whole situation versus, you know, people are booking. So right now I told you that we're working remotely when clients call in and they want to book. It's like, when is the flight that I can get on? Let's figure that out. And instead of like, oh, is it available or not? Oh, thank you. Bye. They're like, they're, they're booking flights. So there, there is business flowing still. There, people are, it's not the same. No, no, no. Obviously, course, it's, yeah. not, it's not going to be the Nowhere same for a while, same, yeah. obviously. But so there are people calling in and saying, okay, you know what? I want to go to Germany. Absolutely. I want to go to Italy. Absolutely. Oh, God. I mean, I don't Absolutely. know if you want to go to Italy, but. Well, <laughs> Italy is open now. Is, is it fully open? Not fully, but there were people out on the streets. It was pretty packed today. They said okay, that so Italy flights are 50% off. Or Jeez. Italy is taking care of 50% of your airfares mm, or something might, like that. Yeah. 
Wow, I didn't yeah. know that. But I read an I, article on that. So one. people are actually people are calling in that are you know are comfortable traveling and saying, okay, you know what, book me a trip. I'm going to be flying out to so and so. And as far as okay, on the plane at the airports, is it whole mm. mask? What's what's the? Because I I've I'm not going. None no. of us have basically. <laughs> <laughs> none of us have gone traveling in the past two months, so we don't know what the hell's going on at the airports. What's the guidelines there? Yeah. Okay. So uh, changes that you're probably going to see in the short future, short term future. I don't know if it's going to stay like that for the long term. We really, no one really knows what's going to happen, what's going to unfold. But short term, what airports are doing is TSA even uh, is I think adopting right now temperature checks so they're going to check for your fever and if you're looking sketchy or you have some sort of fever then they'll go ahead and run a coronavirus test on you which will take like five ten minutes and they'll text test you before you get into the you know terminal in the gate area mm. beyond that air uh, airplanes some major airliners actually probably a lot of them don't even let you get on without a face mask anymore um and middle seats are not being sold so they're not selling any of the middle seats so they're giving you that distance between um each other um and it's, it's just uh, they're, they're taking, obviously, their extra safety precautions and all of that stuff. Um, but it all comes down to you and how comfortable you feel uh, traveling. But there are going to be changes in the way that you see um, going forward. airlines and airports take care of these things. And cruise ships, they're opening up August 1st, like Carnival's opening up August 1st. But how, how likely is it that people are going to go cruising for God knows how long? So we just, uh, we, we're just you know, waiting to see how this all unfolds. I mean, Vegas, uh, some of the hotels, I don't know if all, but officially are open now. Three hotels are open. Is it three? Three right now. And and uh, I've heard, I've had a couple of people who've called in and asked them. They said, yeah, the casinos are open. Everything is kind of operating. operating. But they yeah. have like these dividers in the casinos right. if you want to see that. I, that I don't believe. I haven't, I've, I've only seen one video. I've seen one video as well. Yeah. And it's that guy sitting at that hotel and... It doesn't even show which hotel it really right. is, the chips, the table, nothing, really. I'm thinking that's just kind of, uh, it's somebody basically trolling everybody. Uh, again, anybody who's living in Vegas or works at a casino or anything, um, I mean, you guys could literally comment down below and let us know well, if that's actually being implemented. But here's what I, I got from your information regarding airports. If you guys are concerned about whether you're negative or positive, go to the airport cough a couple times the tsa will test you within minutes you'll have the results and come back home there you go i mean you won't be in traffic in traffic either because <laughs> getting getting from la to glendale now takes 10 minutes literally well uh was it today or yes today's yeah monday today I, uh alina who's been on our show from ktla was at the airport today reporting live mm-hmm Absolutely nobody at the airport. She really? was showing the TSA line. She's like, look, there's nobody here. I've never seen it. Best time to fly. <laughs> but it's just, I think there's going to be, there's there's two types of people. There's there's those that are going to lock themselves down probably till 2022, 2023. Mm, nice. And then there's people that will be like, that's, that have really not locked themselves down. Um, are over it. Yeah, they've been over it. Since I think March since it 16th. started, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> since March fifteenth at twelve a.m. Basically, and those guys will be out and about traveling, flying, which, which, which ultimately, again, in my opinion, reading the statistics from different countries and understanding kind of the because there's there's di- different types of viruses. Well, there's different there's A, B, and C version of the virus, and 
again, supposedly California had the least uh, fatal version compared to New York or Italy. Mm-hmm. And that's why our, supposedly our numbers have been down. But Is that what they're saying now? Well, th- this, is, this is based on uh, physicians that I know that have studied the virus recently and information from them. It's not something that I've read, so I don't have a source per se. But, but as far as, uh, it's just, again, peop- some people will call you tomorrow and book a flight and go, they'll go about their honeymoons and their travels with their families and then others will stay home. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just uh, how people respond to pandemics or the news, how much they believe in all this crap. Yeah. Because, like, see, with the, with the whole security and everything, like, you know, 9-11 happened and they got much more stricter with their guidelines as far as checking into the actual terminal, right? Mm-hmm. You have to take your shoes off, belts, yeah. all that stuff. Laptops. Laptops, laptops, all that stuff. He, now it's like, okay, okay, now, now we have to worry about, like, viral and bacterial stuff. It's like, okay... You take your shoes off, you put it, you're touching it with your hands, you put it into the bucket, and then you're pushing your bucket over. It's like, okay, do we have the manpower in any airport? Let it be America, let it be in Russia, let it be in Germany, wherever it is. Do we have the manpower to actually sanitize every single bucket, every single shoe, every single... Of course they do. They'll just hire so. more TSA agents. No, man. Have you seen the airport? Who, There's more money? TSA agents who's than gonna, travelers, bro. No, Ed, I don't think we have the manpower for that, man. Really, bro? Look this at it this just... way. Watch. Basically, look at it this way. The four of us here, we go into basically a terminal, right? Yes. Okay. You're first. You, gra- you take your shoes off. You put your shoes inside the thing. You put your laptop, your bag. Yes, sir. And you physically touched it with your yes. hands. And now, whatever you've touched is all over that bucket. You push it across, right? Yeah. And now it's all over those rails. It's all over the x-ray machine. It's all over basically that, what is that, rubber thing that's basically... Mm-hmm. Goes into the X, yeah, into the no, 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 the X ray that Mm -hmm. that goes into the X ray. It's touched all that, and then the the girl who basically grabs your stuff takes it to the next one. Now Armun touches it. Now Ed touches it. Now I touch it. Yeah. You think they're really going to go and sanitize every single speck of X ray machine and bucket and roller at the airport? Definitely, they're not going to do all of that. But there's going to be a few more jobs open for that. A few more jobs will open because oh, if man. you every Walmart right now has three people standing outside, supposedly cleaning the handles, but they're using the same dirty rag on each. Okay, when was the last time you flew somewhere? Long time. Well, okay, when was when? How long ago was it? It was it before two thousand one? Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> because if it was before two thousand one, you have no say in no, anything. Like well, years, go to TSA's website, see if there's a job opening because they should be actively hiring and training for those positions. Why would you want to work for STA, bro? TSA. TSA. No, TSA. he's not Why saying you for you to work Ed, there. Ed, Ed takes everything like, <laughs> literally just up the ass. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I'm saying if there's a job posting, just like there was a quarantine director posting back in November. <laughs> <laughs> I get you now. <laughs> then there should be a TSA. <laughs> see if the position is available. And yeah. don't say, I'm not saying Cleaner apply for it. Don't apply. If there's Cleaner a sanitary engineer position available, then you're right. Ed calls there us next week. Hey, guys, listen, I'm going to be late. Why? <laughs> he, he comes in with his blue I'm suit. Really. Don't say anything, guys. Don't say anything. <laughs> oh, man. Do you guys think travel will ever be the same again? Well, that's a question for Ed, man. No, that's what Ed, that's yeah. for you, but You know, this is such a sensitive topic because I'm not a doctor either. And I've and I've read both sides of it. I've seen, you know, presidents talk about both sides of it and like there's you, we can get so divided on this topic, but um I don't see a long-term 
of course, safety and being sanitary is going to be an issue for us globally, whether it's travel related or anything related in the future going on. But will it change the way we do things completely? That, that means do, do we change the fact that we go to events? Do we change the fact that there will be concerts? Do we change the fact that, you know what I mean? A lot of the things that we do or take, to granted, like take for granted, um, is that all going to still happen? I don't know. But I don't believe that in the long term, things are not going to go back to the way they were. Maybe with a little caveat of like everything is a little bit more safe and sanitary. But in essence, the reason this whole lockdown is even happening is not that we're not going to get the virus. It's just slowing down the process. And of course, a portion of people get sick. Uh, you know, another like smaller portion of people like unfortunately pass away. A majority of people, you know, might have it, not even know that they have it. Like it and, recover, yeah. and we don't really know. It's like what we've the one thing I've learned through all of this media stuff is that I, I don't even know how, how to distinguish the truth anymore. And I don't know if you guys have found a source that you're reliable to is like, you know what, as a truth, but it's like, what do you even know? Some Wiseness, countries, bro, that's the only source. Wiseness. <laughs> some yeah. countries overestimate numbers because there's like benefits of overestimating for businesses. And then some countries underestimate because they don't have the testing capability. It's like, what's, well, let's the, talk about testing. The please. testing, but the testing is irrelevant, guys. You have to remember that the testing is, doesn't matter it's the number of deaths versus the population. That's the only ratio you have to look at. Well, did at. you see the CDC posted where we, <laughs> we was negative 30,000 30, deaths what, within 24 hours? They woke was, up. What was it? It was 56,000 something deaths. I have no, no idea, No, no, they man. just woke up, bro. So they went from 60,000 to 37? <laughs> they woke up. How? All of a sudden, oh, that death dead. is not COVID. I don't that's, think that's we, the real we, life Walking we, Dead, bro. What do you mean? <laughs> it's like I, I think they underestimated the numbers. They just kept adding on, adding on. Listen, man, this isn't going the way we want. Just deduct thirty thousand people. Hey, Punjab, if you take it off now, nobody will notice. It's midnight. Uh, <laughs> and then but there's that works. one guy who's awake. He's like screenshot, screenshot, <laughs> <laughs> screenshot, circle, post. <laughs> Oh gosh! Uh, but, but it works every time, though. That's the secret, right there. Look, it works every time. Look, I, I said this last week, man. You can't forget about the number of people tested. All you can do is, for example, take a community. Let's say Glendale, two hundred sixty thousand population. Test twenty five thousand of them. That's how you get the percentage of people infected. Not right. testing two hundred sixty thousand of them. You can't test 350 million people or seven and a half billion people. Definitely. So, but that's for you to understand kind of how many are infected. But as far as the fatality rate, whether you've been, t whoever's been tested or not, if the outcome is death, then that number applies. I mean, thousand deaths, one million people do the math. That's it. You don't need a million of them tested. Thousand deaths, million people. Mm -hmm. That's your ratio. That's your per now do the percentage basically. Yeah, that's no, nothing. My question was along the lines of what are they testing for in that testing kit? Does that testing kit know what it's looking for? Yeah. That's what it's looking for. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll tell you what it's looking for. For example, the tests I've done. Uh, You've is done a COVID test? Not for myself, but yes, oh. I, I've seen the results and I've done the tests, the nasal test, not the blood, mm, not the, the not the one that looks like a pregnancy test either. Uh, those are not the as Q accurate. The Q-tip, basically. The Q-tip one, which my lab tests 40 pathogens, and it includes all the different coronaviruses, plus another 30-some other pathogens that it's testing for. That's, again, as accurate as you can get today. 
above and beyond that, what's going to be developed tomorrow and what new bullshit they're going to come up with as far as, well, you know, there's a second wave, there's a fourth wave, and then there's a fifth series. I, I don't know. There's a sport package coming out in a few months. <laughs> the S version. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, what's that new killing? Uh, oh, God. The, the killer hornets? The killer hornets. <laughs> Why are you guys laughing? It's coming to the theater near you, buddy. Remember it's, this. Uh, all these things, of course. But, but I think, look, in <laughs> for anybody that wants to get into your new business, Get into the business of testing for pathogens because everybody's going to need to be. Well, listen, none of us are fine. None of us are financial advisors <laughs> or business consultants. Or business consultants, but everybody go dump your money into Carnival Cruises. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Boeing, it's going to go up. Carnival's going to go. Up. What's another cruise line? Norwegian, like a, Royal no, Caribbean. Yeah, guys, look at this. This is this. I mean, we're, again, we're not giving you stock advice. We're not giving you means, stock yes. advice. We're not financial advisors. We don't want to get in trouble. But uh, go invest in cruises because once those things open up, everybody's going to be going on those again. And the stock, I mean, it might, it might not skyrocket right away, but it'll make its way up back to what it was. And you know, it's it's basic economics, guys. It's gonna it's gonna be higher than what it was in the past. So you'll make you'll make a nice chunk of change on it. But again, don't buy real estate, buy stock. Well, no, real estate is the way to go first. Ah, like again. Hey, hey. You but again, buy stocks as well. But uh there was another there was another <laughs> There was something I wanted to touch base on with Ed as well because uh SVH does something very interesting now with uh I think Vike is uh is part of this as well, right? Vike uh Piramza. Yeah. Um you guys have SVH events, yeah. correct? Now, SVH events, I mean, we won't talk about it because one of them unfortunately got canceled, uh, which was, uh, I think, the Mother's Day one, mm -hmm. right? That mm -hmm. one got canceled, which sucks. But uh, obviously, you know, going back to a couple months ago, the big rumor as far as the cruise ship and everybody getting coronavirus and it's spreading all over and a bunch of Armenians got it. And can you shed some light on that as well? We had Hovo here from the Dem Show who yeah. was on the cruise ship. And, you know, he kind of cleared the air with everybody and said, listen, it's not what all the rumors are, but we want to hear from you guys as well, because obviously um, you guys were in charge as far as, you know, uh, the, the cruise ship for the people that were booked uh, for, with the Armenian community. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, the Women's Day cruise, when we were on that, uh, the whole situation that I think uh, happened was, first of all, first and foremost, during all of these events, us as a family, like I have both my grandmas on that cruise and we always go with our entire family, right? So whether, like right now, the safety and the security of making sure all of the clients that we take on any event is like secured, is like super, very, very, you know, high threshold. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that's the first thing. So coming leading up to that cruise, uh, we were constantly updated with Carnival, making sure that everything was okay. And we took, you know, a group of about three to 400 guests on board. Of course, a few of those um, initial booked guests who didn't, you know, didn't feel comfortable going on that sailing, you know, that's fine. Uh, they, they didn't come, but majority of the, you know, well, majority, 80, 90% of the um, guests did. And we went on the cruise. Everything was fine. The issue that you're referring, well, there was one small thing is that whenever we were coming back from uh, Artan Ensenada and it was Sunday time to disembark, mm -hmm. the Carnival Panorama, which is a seven-day cruise, and that one goes to like, um, you know, eastern Mexico and different things, southern, uh, yeah. basically further south than Ensenada. Um, that cruise was held up uh, at the port where we had to dock. And the Long Beach Terminal, it only has space for one ship to dock. 
So the reason it was held up is because the day before that on Saturday, the Carnival Panorama, there was like a guest that was sick. And they were worried he was sick with coronavirus and like the panic and everything set in. And all the guests on board stayed. They took the uh, guest off the ship and they had to get him tested. So what happened when we arrived was the Carnival Panorama was still there. It hadn't moved yet. Um, but it turned out that it wasn't coronavirus. It was just some sort of flu. Everything was okay. And then they started disembarking guests. So we got off the ship about, I don't know, like six, seven hours later than planned. But everyone was having a good time. Everyone on board was fine. We were totally cool. About a week and a half after that, Carnival um, sent an email out uh, to the guests directly that I kind of heard about from one of our agents telling me that mm-hmm. the guest told the agent that they said that one of the guests that, were on, that was on the cruise is sort of uh, found to be infected with coronavirus. But the way the letter talks about it is like, if I go on a cruise today and then a week and a half later I go back to wherever I am, I go to work, whatever, I get infected, I have coronavirus. Now the, the carnival is kind of like it has an obligation to tell all the guests that, hey, there may be a chance that this person was infected on the cruise when in reality, chances are it wasn't. Because you have like 2,000... Dis- disclosure, yeah. Kind exactly, of like a disclosure yeah. save their ass. Exactly, because often a week and a half had passed. You know, you have that two-week incubation kind of sort of period. No one's sick. You don't mm-hmm. hear anything back. And, um, and that, that's kind of what happened. But all the, all the guests that, um, that got the uh, letter, like we advised them of that's the situation. Again, my grand, my, both my grandmas were on board. Like we were on board. We had 400 guests on board. And we, you know, we haven't had a situation where like an outbreak of like, oh, you know what, something's going on. We got to hide. Did you guys have anybody call in and be like, oh, my God, I was actually tested positive. They were in like panic mode or anything? No one called in saying they tested positive. But there was one person that called. Imagine like you get a regular sickness and then the daughter would call. And like, of course, this is a very sensitive issue. Like you don't want to tell anyone that, hey, you know what, you're freaking out. You're panicking. Like calm down. Everything's yeah, okay. Yeah. Imagine you get sick uh, randomly. Uh, it's the regular sickness. And then you contact saying, hey, you know what? This is what happened. She's sick uh, and you're freaking out. Like, understandable, but no one beyond that one person saying that, hey, like, we even said, like, has she tested positive for coronavirus? Like, no, but I know it's that. She's sick. Didn't turn out to be that, I think. But um, no one else called saying, you know, we have symptoms or issues. Because if we'd known about that immediately, of course, that would have gone out. Yeah. But you're talking about March 8th. We have 400 guests on board. By now, we would have like it would have been a chaos of a situation. Like, oh, you know what? We have to let everyone know because this this happened. And on a cruise ship, you know how easy it is for that thing to spread. Of course, but of course, on land, it's spreading just as fast. You know, sort of like every like when you go out or whatever's going on, you still want to practice like hygiene and safety. And you're gonna like this is a very contagious kind of virus, so it's not unlikely for you to get it when you come back from the cruise. So there was a sort of panic with that, but um, nothing nothing that we saw as like, oh, you know what, we have to freak everyone out because there's something going around. Because, I mean, being the company that you guys are, you know, obviously being in that large, large of an establishment and sending that many guests out, I mean, there's a lot of people commenting, saying stupid things like, oh, it was so irresponsible for you guys to allow people to get on the cruise. It's like morons it's not like they were testing every single person that was going on the cruise ship and it wasn't like it was done intentionally like you guys knew there was covid on the Absolutely on the cruise not, ship no. and you're like you know what what are the chances you'll get them let everybody in no that's not how it works yeah if anything now that you know you're kind of clearing up the air there was a big possibility that these people probably got covid after the cruise even mm-hmm. like what well, of course check check <laughs> Check some of these uh, websites. Maybe they're professional cuddlers or something. And no, seriously, <laughs> they're out there cuddling with random strangers, and they get the virus. And can't blame a cruise line or 
airline that you traveled with weeks prior. Yeah, because I'm curious as far as, okay, how you, you said two weeks later, right, is when you guys got the About letter? A week and a half. Yeah. Okay, a week and a half. The virus, apparently, they say it lasts, what, seven to 14 days? Four, okay, seven, yeah. okay, so, okay, so seven to 14 days. It, if you had it on the cruise, it's probably out of your system by now. If you just got the letter and you're like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be sick. Yeah, what unfortunately, what ends up, I think, happening is a lot of people misinterpret these uh, large-scale disclaimer letters. They don't understand that's a legal kind yeah, of obligation, uh, obligation. They have to send out these letters to protect themselves that you were notified. If you wanted to go check yourself, we suggested you do. We never said this was a, a guaranteed sanitary environment. No. So they have to protect themselves. It's of course. Of course. You're on a cruise ship that's not, that's basically, you're, look at it this way. You're in one room or giant room right. with a, Incubated. Thou- yeah, <laughs> a thousand other people. It's yeah. like it has to be all after the cruise because that person went on the cruise. What was it a week? Uh, which How long person? is the cruise? Four days. Four days. Four days. days. So if that person was sick, in the next four days, whoever would have it, you would have such a big oh, yeah. number of people with that. Fact, you would of course. actually hear it. Oh, but here's the thing. You know? I assure you, a lot of people got that letter. They read it, and what they understood is, oh. They're saying that we all have the virus. <laughs> Mom, we all have the virus. I swear that's how people interpret it. Probably. It, it's like they, they saw Corona and oh, we all have it. Bro, the best the best comment I saw which made me crack up was they're like, Iveta got the virus and she took it to Armenia and Germany. I'm like, what? What? I'm like, are you guys crazy? Like, what are you need to stop with the stupid stories? Like, literally. Yeah, it's, it's, You're going to read a lot of that on Facebook. People, yeah. you know... Look, our landscape has changed forever, just like it did after 9-11. You know, the NSA was developed and... Homeland Security. Uh, Homeland Security and all that crap that supposedly is for our own safety. But uh, same thing is going to happen here. Everywhere we go, we may have our rectal examinations <laughs> and we need to bend over to walk into a, a local... Starbucks. <laughs> Starbucks. <laughs> and I bet you millions of people will still... Oh, for the Frappuccino, I'll do anything. <laughs> drive through. Yeah, drive through. <laughs> Come on, you want Frappuccino? Come on. <laughs> Let me just change my glove really quickly. <laughs> they don't even <laughs> change Next. it. They just have that part cut out. You just dip it in some rubbing Wax. alcohol. And no, it, well, our landscape has changed, but we have to look, guys. This is for everybody. We've had diseases. Humanity has been. Uh, threatened for thousands of years since since inception, since we've been around, since we've been on Earth. And we've always built immunity. We've always built the herd immunity, as they call it. And we've survived everything. Yes, a certain p- percentage will die off. That's the, unfortunately, that's the circle of life. Um, and whether it's this or the flu or car accidents or any of these things, I mean, look at it this way. Today I was listening to an interview, uh, not, not an interview, a video with Patrick. What he was talking about is how uh, there was a book, book published in 1982. Um, I forget the title of the book, but what basically this is a, a book from about 40 years ago, where back then the author says 1% increase in unemployment causes 37,000 deaths in the United States, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So if we have a... Five, six, ten percent unemployment in the United States because of this lockdown. Ten. Let's do round math. 
ten percent, thirty-seven thousand, three hundred seventy thousand people will die just from unemployment. That right? includes many things. Now that unemployment causes suicides, causes stress, yeah. depression, mm -hmm. which lead to other diseases. That's the way you gotta yeah. look at of it. Of course. I and mean that's from forty years ago. Today that number may be higher because our uh, expenses are higher than they and were. And population in. is higher yeah. than 40 years ago. Let's put it that way, too. Yeah. I mean, so, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just <clears> going <throat> to say, like, I have, I have a grandma at home, and I, I can see the actual effects of her staying, uh, you know what I mean, staying home for this long and not being able to go to, you know, daycare and see her friends and all this stuff. And, like, those are actually affecting her physically, one, for yeah. sure, mentally, emotionally, uh, absolutely. And it's like... You know what I mean? Where is uh, you know where, where is that going to lead? Yeah. Obviously, stress and all these different things that can cause you know our immunity to go low, low, low and like not being exposed, going outside, all that stuff to, is taken into account. So you, of course, I'm more concerned that. about the single guys who can't mm -hmm. date right now. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure, man, to hold in. Have you seen our memes, man? From the <laughs> from the couch pillows to everything, man. It's just like or the the bread. It's like. It, the bread's got me looking looking at me some some other <laughs> way, or the couches, yeah. Sometimes she's eyeing me. <laughs> oh gosh, man! But I mean, hopefully this is all this is all gonna be behind us, and uh, you guys actually get back to normal, and we all go back to normal, and traveling and everything will go back to normal because I just can't imagine walking around in masks everywhere you go now. Yeah, it's I, just ridiculous. I feel like an idiot every time I I, I was at Home Depot today and I had. I obviously had to work. first I had to wait in line like a herd of cattle and Cheap. then they're like then you walk like a moron and you have your yeah, <laughs> they check your temperature directly yes <laughs> well, he, no, his no, favorite one is rectal what do you mean to take check okay. temperature I'm not my, going my contractor was in Redlands uh, at the uh, Home Depot in Redlands yes. they were checking temperatures before you go in and then my, my contract is not a doctor or a nurse or anything, bro. He knows. I like hope he's not. like, he, no, no, because he goes, no, as far as education wise, he goes, do you realize that my temperature could fluctuate within like minutes? Yeah. And he goes, I could be out in the sun for hours and basically be working under the sun and then come to you, check my temperature. It's going to be at like 100 something degrees. Or I could be in my car under AC. You'll check my temperature. It'll be it's lower. 78. Yeah. He says, and, then, and then the employee, he's like, the employee just looks at me like, well, they told me to do this. It's like, yeah, because you're... That, that's how stupid they are. They make you wait outside under the sun for 20 minutes before you could go in and, oh, sir, your temperature is a little bit high. Well, no Why don't shit. you go stand out there for 20 minutes? But ass. that's going to produce what they're looking for. More, 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 more. Oh, you got a fever. Now you go into the hospital. Who knows what happens at the hospital? Let's not talk about the hospital. Seriously. Mesrup wants to go back to 2019. We all do Mesrup. We <laughs> all do. I think we're going to uninstall and reinstall this 2020. <laughs> we have to unplug it and plug it back in. Wait 10 seconds yeah, 10 and then get, plug get it Get rid back of micro, Microsoft altogether and all, huh? Oh. Yeah. Ooh, that was well, well, we don't want to get... We got to bring Petros back for one of these conversations. Definitely. Oh. We should have Petros back. Before we go, guys, let's do Armo's birthday. Well, we're not Who going right. We're going. Edgar's in well, her. I mean, I want to do it before we forget, bro. This we're not going to forget. We're not going to forget. There's a giant golden cake in front yeah. of us with, like, we're, candles. We don't have cake sitting there every day. I we have it three times a year. <laughs> Literally, no. We've had it more than three. More than three. Well, what if our guest four, comes? We've had it four times this year. Yeah. Well, no, no. Not this year, not, but not in general. Candles. I'm talking about cake, not, cake. not I think like sweets when they bring sweets. 
Yeah, well, Kate? No, we've had, yeah, we've had Kate. Ed, there's three, uh, three hosts you. and three birthdays a year. Well, we you didn't said, do, well, here's the didn't thing. We didn't do my birthday. We didn't it's do a, his because it wasn't on an actual Wise Nuts date. No, it wasn't. It was on a Monday? didn't mention it until after That was last year, bro. No, it was this year. <laughs> Is he pulling our leg? No. It was a few weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah but it wasn't was. on a Wise Nuts day. No, it wasn't. Oh, maybe. But uh, do you not know when your birthday is? Like, the opening of his calendar. Bro, what do you mean? Yeah, it wasn't a Monday. It was a Wednesday. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's skip this virus bullshit. Yeah. Let's talk about travel overall, overall as far as, you know, you have you been able to travel a lot with the, with the uh, groups and company as well? Or so, you, as a CEO, you're more... At the office, running the no, back, no, no. back um, office. Yeah, so uh, basically, Arno mentioned uh, SVH events where it's me, my dad, and Valik Pudemze have kind of gotten together and we're doing these entertainment and travel experiences, like an Armenian Thanksgiving where we have entertainers and then we buy out an all-inclusive mm-hmm. hotel to Puerto Vallarta or like these Mother's Day cruise, Women's Day cruise, or the Depi Cancuns where we have that. And one, obviously, this Mother's Day cruise was canceled. We're uh, postponing that, but on like a brighter note, um, we also we also had a summer um, event, and that one I don't think you guys know about, but it's called Highlight Fest, and I was telling yes. Arno about it. Yeah. You know, you've he heard about it? It postponed to 2021, Exactly, right? yeah. Wow. So Highlight Fest is basically our like first ever Armenian-American music festival. Like uh, Coachella, Coachella, kind of. Kind but, of yeah. yeah, exactly. But it's with all like Armenian and Armenian and like American also. DJs, performers, Super Soko. Um, we have like Sammy Flash, DJ Davo, uh, Jober. Um, we have. Uh, I heard Wise Nuts were going to be there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, of <laughs> course. Why not? So that was supposed to. You already had that? Oh, wow. Why cool. texted me the other day. Oh, that's awesome, man. Perfect. Why did you tell us then? He said, You are coming for sure. I said, The other two numb nuts too? He said, No, only the wise one. <laughs> only the wise one. That's it. Again, it's your you birthday. Have to be like it's maybe over 40s party. Bro. That's uh, why we're is, that, is, it, is it a retirement party? Is that what it is? Uh, okay. Please, please Ed, continue. No, that, <laughs> definitely not over 40s, but it's it's like a younger younger vibe. So this is like one okay, of our... Then he can't come. <laughs> no, no. Younger as in 20s, 30s, Armon uh, is more than welcome. But it's 18 plus. So not like our other like family type of events. This is like uh, more of that younger crowd. The uh, Armenian Americans that are just fun loving, want to have a good time. Yeah. Not the type that are going to come there to be judgmental, watch, you know what I mean? It's not like, but it's 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 going to be like uh, Super Soko and that um, whole crowd, Palm Springs at Saguaro. I don't know if you guys have been to the Saguaro in Palm Springs. No, Great entertainment hotel. So it's uh, it, it was supposed to be June 26 to 28, but it's postponed now to like spring break time, which is March 26 to 28, 2021. 20, mm-hmm. But the thing with those are, it's like coronavirus aside and the fear of traveling aside, you don't even know if the government is going to allow you to get into big groups and until when. Like we know for this year, uh, like I was, I was uh, driving over and I saw uh, Andrea Bocelli ad for his July concert at the Hollywood Bowl and tickets are still going on sale. How is that possible? Like it's kind of confusing. Like mm-hmm. how are these events still like not canceled? So it's interesting to see like what, what is the limit on how many people can get together. And obviously it's hit like the uh, banquet hall industry too. Like we can't, you know, weddings and all that stuff. So Interesting to see, but hopefully by spring break next year, we should be um, golden. But this is, this is an exciting event. This is one that we uh, have a lot of people have asked us about, right? Because we've had uh, all these different family events and people have wanted something for 
their children are like Armenian Americans that are like in their 20s, early 30s, that are either single or even with a couple that or like even if you have like small children, but you want to go party somewhere, have a good time yeah. with a younger crowd. Um, but it's 18 plus. So that's highlight. See, us, yeah. that, that's so crazy, man. The fact that, I mean, Ed's talking about it. He's saying, you know what, this is what we're planning. And you get so excited about it, knowing who's going to be there, the musicians, the DJs and all that. And then you hear, you know, unfortunately, we have to plan it for 2021. You're just like, shit, yes. man. Is this really what it's become? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, I mean. The logistics of getting everybody to be available that day, you know, the performers, artists, and all of that. Of course, and man. Lighting and And mind sound you, this is, this is a, I don't want to say cancellation, but it's basically a rescheduling of an event that was basically set already, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like we started in October. So you, I mean, year. and these guys, they don't have the most open schedule in the world. I mean, uh, right now everybody has an open schedule. Well, right now, not yeah. For March twenty twenty one, though. Not for March. Definitely. Look at it this way, man. March twenty twenty one. I mean, a lot of, a lot of weddings are going to be, you know, backdated. Not backdated, but move forward. Gonna Christenings. Be Look at how many events as far as over this weekend have over weekends and weekends and weekends are being pushed forward as far as weddings and any parties, man. Like in the Armenian culture, you have that whole Lent period where, you know, churches don't have any events. Okay, yeah. that that period was gone. And then all of a sudden, okay, they open up the curtains and uh, the churches can start, you know, doing their weddings and christenings and all that. Look at from, from that period till, call it March, May 15th. That which is basically when the lockdown is supposed to be removed. Look at how many events have basically been pushed forward. Friday, Saturday, Sundays. Friday, Saturday, Sundays. I mean, I feel bad for a lot of and these. Then the seventy-five halls times three. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I I know <laughs> I know several couples who had to postpone it yeah, till man. next year who actually just decided, you know what, we are. They've already almost gotten a place and all that. They just decided, let's go get married, and uh, we'll move in and. Maybe we'll do a wedding. Maybe we won't. Wow, see? Uh, which, look, it's easy for a guy who's married to say, that's what I would do. But save your money. Just go live together and save that money. Buy a house or travel. Or save, a buddy. destination wedding. Those are getting popular now. Yeah, yeah. So do it with a smaller group. Well, but but again, it's the uncertainty of can I do it in August or do I have to wait till June of 2021 or when can I mm-hmm. do it? And... Uh, I say move in and then down the road you want to do it fine. You figure it out at the, at that yeah. point because yeah. it's it's not the it's, same, bro. It's for, delayed for us, point. especially for our means. Like the girl wants her wedding, you know. Like more more people are going for the destination weddings. You're right, but some of the Armenian girls like to have the, the hall traditional, with yeah. the traditional yeah. dress. You know, that's, that's just, why I said it's not my place to comment, but <laughs> that's my two cents as a. Wise enough. Wise enough. Do you guys have any specials as far as maybe in the near future setting up something for like Armenians doing actual destination weddings? Where oh, they uh, already are. We do. We do a bunch of destination weddings. And like, is it like a special package for certain families? Because a lot of times when people say destination wedding, destination wedding, you know, not everybody is financially able to take some sort of vacation, or it's not affordable, especially if you're a large family. Like, for example, if you have, you know, three kids and the husband's the only one working and you know, you're not barely making ends meet, but you know, you're 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 living comfortably. Mm-hmm. 
coughing up a large amount of money to to go on a destination wedding might be a little bit tough. Not to mention, you know, gift gifts and all that stuff. Is there something where not only SVH but the hotels and everything kind of help out financially as far as giving a discount or something for destination wedding? Sure. So, so with large groups uh, and groups of that nature, we always have our like sort of. Um, our special kind of uh, negotiations with the hotels, certain mm-hmm. hotels that we work with, and we can really get a lot of things um, for a, for better value than otherwise. Like if you just booked a vacation, but a destination wedding should definitely be looked at as not just a wedding because if you con- consider the cost that you're going to spend on a traditional wedding, and we know how expensive that is, yeah. and then you look at a destination wedding and that experience that you want to get, it, it's different for sure, and you have to be open to th- that. You know that. Um, that philosophy. Um, but uh, again, it's like a vacation and a wedding in one. And typically how it works is that, the you know, you, you have like a two week kind of vacation. Mm-hmm. One week is the whole destination wedding experience with your friends and family. Other week is like honeymoon. So you're not, you know, mixing the two. You can have hum alone time, hum. You don't have to worry about yeah, seeing your to... uncle in the pool while you're <laughs> coming up. <laughs> exactly. Oh God! Yeah, I, just I, I, I was gonna say something bad, but I'll just skip it, bro. <laughs> I just that just went through my mind, and I was like, uh, "That's nothing to do with the red apple." But continue, please. <laughs> yeah, but but with larger groups, you know, twenty, thirty people, you can usually get something good, and you have like Puerto Vallarta and stuff like that, which are not too far away if you're looking for something on a better, uh, you know, budget. But uh, PVR, even though it's the Pacific Ocean, still has some hotels that are like beautiful in terms yeah, of yeah, yeah. what the ocean, like what the beaches are like. Even though it's the Pacific, you wouldn't, you know what I mean? You would still, it's, it's comparably very good. Um, as far as the town goes, I think Puerto Vallarta as a town, it's very much cultural. nicer. Yes, yeah. very nice and very cultural Pl- spot. Plus, the f- with family and kids and all that, a two-hour flight versus five, five yeah, and a half. hundred percent, Makes a yeah. world of difference, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Puerto Vallarta, we took a taxi. It was like a, all of them are Nissan Sentras, you know, green and white. Two hours, bro, through the mountains. I just told the guy, just drive my family around. Best thing to do. Oh, you mean when you once you? Oh, when you're yeah, yeah, yeah. Just take two hours to get some drugs. Dude, when I was there like two, three years ago, uh, okay. it's really nice. They're, they have a really nice place compared to Cancun. Very There's not much to it's, see. It's it's two different places, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Cancun is more of like the. Beautiful the partying beach. and the nice beaches and all. Puerto Vallarta is kind of like okay, uh, it's kind and of like a, that. A let bit, me go relax. Let me go relax and kind of mountainside is much nicer. The mountains, and the a lot mm-hmm. more greenery yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. a lot more green. Riviera Maya though near Cancun, that's where you also want to go if you want to relax. Yeah, the beaches Cancun. there are yeah. much more calmer mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, yeah. but uh, okay, let's say for example for those destination weddings. I mean, like, what does it cost like mm-hmm. for a family? Mm-hmm. Like you said. Would, well, well uh, that all depends, actually. Uh, on, yeah, yeah exactly. with the range you can you can go from anywhere from like you know maybe eight nine hundred a person, depending on how short you go. I mean, four nights you can do that, all the way up to you know fifteen to two thousand a person. But it really depends on a what bunch of different things. Yeah, and then obviously like the groom and the bride, they got to book their videographer, their DJ, and all that stuff. Because you're not going to be like, hey, listen, I'm doing a destination wedding to your DJ. And he goes, oh, fantastic. But listen, you got to pay for your own, <laughs> you have your own flight and hotel. they got to book all that stuff in advance. There are right? wedding coordinators over there that can take care of all of that. Um, and they'll give you their rates. But of course, if you want someone from here to perform, then yeah. yeah. You have yeah, to take a DJ. I mean, yeah. if you do an Armenian wedding in Mexico, you're going to need an Armenian DJ. It's simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My friend paid for paid for the well, the wedding is not going to happen because of Corona. 
But my friend paid for the DJ's flight, the hotel, and and for that one day of performance, he gets paid for that too. Yeah, mm. that's a good gig for a DJ, right there. <laughs> well, yeah, it's <laughs> amazing. But uh, what's what's going on as far as future wise with S- SVH? Is that w- as far as opening up to? Um, the offices and all that stuff. Are you guys planning on opening up May fifteenth, or what's what's going on with that? Have you right. have they has the county or city sent you guys anything as far as uh, letters or with the ordinance? What's going on with that? So we're right now we have like one or two specialists in the office. Office is still closed, but we're still operating from like ten to two on weekdays, where you can call. You like literally get help uh, right on the spot. But twenty four hours, if you text anytime, you just request. We're like we'll take care of it, even though it's remote. Um, from May 15, again, we're fully operational, but we don't expect to be, you know, super overloaded with what we what it was before. But um, and this this whole situation has given us time to focus on a few other things and projects, right? Um, like I mentioned, we have our events, we have Highlight Fest, we have those things going on. At the same time, we were we finished development on a on an online vacation booking website. Um, that we were developing. It's been about a year. It's allinclusivevacations.com. I was telling you about it. Mm-hmm. And that website is where you can book, um, again, all-inclusive vacations. And all of the hotels on there and all of those are curated by us. And there are picked options that are good for our clients to have. So you're not going to find thousands of hotels. There's only about 150 hotels on the website that you can book. And that's our options. And whenever you book through that site... SVA travel is behind it and we're taking care. So we are also trying to make a more convenient uh, sort of it. It's, I would probably say one of the most simple booking platforms for travel online. And it's and it's strictly because it's very straightforward. It's not a lot of confusing, you know, deals and things popping up in it's your face. information you're actually looking for as a travel and none of the extras. Yeah. Exactly. So exactly. if you could avoid kayak.com where you <laughs> click on one thing and, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, tabs. all of a sudden, you're like, okay, you know what? I'm done with the search and then you close it and then there's another <laughs> one. You close it, there's another one. Are you interested in car? No. <laughs> Do you want a van? No. Do you want to rent a kayak? No. Parachute? No. Horses? Horses, dolphins. You donkey wanna, ride, donkey show. Yeah. <laughs> you want to swim with the dolphins? No, Do you I have just want to go lay down. Do you want to tell while you're laying down? <laughs> <laughs> you went from like Hispanic accent to Indian accent very quickly. How did that happen? <laughs> the, the call was transferred to India. Oh, <laughs> at that point. It was a second level customer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, well, I mean, uh, we're, uh, the three of us are hoping you guys, you know, open up the offices and kind of get back to where you guys were and having that family kind of vibe going on and, you. Uh, you know, being together again and operating the way you guys were operating. I'm sure, you know, dad being old school mentality, he's kind of going crazy, you know, not having the, the operation operate the way it's supposed to be, the business operate the way it's supposed to be. Uh, he's, he's more, he's more uh, comfortable with the situation now because there's like out of your hands, you know what I mean? How much can you panic and stress and all those different things when the whole world's going through something, especially the yeah. travel industry, like 10 times that. But, um, but yeah, we're, you know, and, and he's, it's his baby, like I mentioned in the beginning, even if there's nothing for him to do down the line and like everything is functioning, he's still going to wake up at 6, 7 a.m., get to the office first and close the doors after because that's that's his livelihood, you know what I mean? It's like taking a, you know, and even it, it, even if he's sitting, he has to be sitting there. He has to be in that environment. So it's taking a toll, but even now, like today, if he's alone in the office, he'll go open it um, by himself, at least spend a few hours, come back. Like, that's his sanity. And it's understandable, like, how, how, how often can you just stay at home and do, you know what I mean, all these different things. You need a change of environment. Absolutely. I think you that. would even fall behind on work. You'd kind of, like, 
Start procrastinating. Absolutely, not yeah. Not doing your regular routine. Exactly. How, yeah. how, how is it working for your dad? Because as far, I've always, I've never worked with my dad mm-hmm. uh, or for my dad. Uh, I've worked, I've always worked with my brother and a few years with my sister. Uh, but I've never worked with, for, for any of my parents. And I've always, I, I have two boys and I look at them, I'm like, I wonder if, when they're old enough, they'll want to work with me, or they'll—I mean, God knows what industry For I'll you. be. <laughs> what industry I'll be in by then? But uh, as far as if they'll be like, yeah, I want to, you know, follow my dad's yeah. footsteps. How? Because because you're you're an educated guy. You you're almost finishing your master's, or yeah. right uh, in business uh, management. Man- yeah, mm-hmm. uh, going to Pepperdine, mm-hmm. which is a great school, great graduate school and undergraduate school. So as how. How is it working for your dad? So there have he's not watching the one. <laughs> it's okay. We've had this conversation tons of times, in, in uh, louder octaves. But um, there, there definitely been like tipping points in the beginning, and in the beginning is when I'm talking about like I really wanted some serious change. I wanted things to change the way they were. They were too old school. There wasn't any efficiency or like effectiveness to how the processes were set in place. And there's been a lot of back and forth because. He started that business, and even if he, like, if he consciously understands, like, you know what? Yeah, it's it's time for change. You're afraid. You're afraid of the the risk. You, it's not the way you've been doing things. The and response exactly. Yeah. And there's been a lot of clashing to come to the point now where I love working with him, and he loves working with me. And of course, there's still going to be disagreements, but we know our relationship a lot better now. Um, but there definitely were points when I was maybe 16, 17, 18, where I'm like, you know what? I, I just want to go off and do my own thing. Like it, it was, it was like it gets overwhelming because there's a lot of emotions involved that wouldn't otherwise be involved if you were just working in a business. Because now you have the business aspect, you have the um, the family aspect. You right. don't want to undermine him. He's your dad. He, 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 you know what I mean? There's just a lot of feelings going around. And if there's stress that comes from the business, there are issues that are going on in the business. He only has you to share those with. And maybe sometimes get upset or whatever, and you can't take that personally. Yeah. But a lot of people in family businesses like have that same uh, it's dynamic because it's just inevitable. It's because you're you're mixing family with work, and it's very hard to keep those separate. Um, but I've definitely grown a lot from that experience, and uh, and it it's, it makes that relationship that much stronger today. And it's not just a work relationship that I make stronger. It's also family relationship. Exactly. Do, do, you, do you call him dad or Vic at work? No, no, it's it's Bob. No, <laughs> yeah. no it's it, that's a good question. Yeah, of course. A, I mean, uh, I I've seen both ways where yeah. kids will call their parent by the name at work and you know uh, refer to them as a parent in at home. But mm-hmm. what would you do? As far as, okay, let's say, for example, if you were working with your dad, I mean, how would you, I mean, I, I, I've worked with my dad before, at, you know, they're on construction sites. There, there was no way I could ever call him by well, his first name. When you say you've worked with him, were you there helping out on a project or you were actually, that was your full-time gig? No, no, two no, different no, part no, of the was, company. No, I was part. Um, I was part of the company. Yeah. You were actually that was your job. That was job, my job. job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is this years, is prior right? to, to four years. Yeah, four okay. years. So it was. I was on projects. I was on site. I was on job walks. I was doing paperwork. So it was when when, you, <laughs> when you're there with your dad being a subcontractor, and then you have the contractor there. You have an inspector there. I avoided communicating with my dad as much as possible because. 
if I had to have a conversation with them and say something, it would be, you know, I would have to say dad or pop, you know? So if anything, I would be like, what do you, like, I, I wouldn't say his name. I would say, maybe we Avoid can do it. this or what do you think of the, oh, what do you want me to do with this? Like, I would never, there was no reference. never yeah. any reference as far as, okay, who is this person? And then, you, you know, as, as time went by and we would do different projects and stuff and we would see the same inspectors and same contractors and other subs, he would kind of, you know, break the ice with them. You know, you know, yeah. this, you know this is my son, right? And they go, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But calling him, calling him Varden or Vic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know how I, because if you ask me now, I would call him by his name because of my, maybe it's an age thing. But as far as maybe if I was 20, you're 20, in my 20s, it may be different. I, I don't know. I I've never worked with What did my you dad. do, Ed? Because I know you were with, with my pops and your and uncle. my uncle at the same time. Six years. Mm-hmm. Loved it. What did, but what did you call your dad? How did you I've refer always you? referred to my dad by his first name as a kid. Oh, yeah, so you're right. Oh, I you forgot did. about Can't that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and how, how does... Cause yeah, I, he calls I know, his parents Vigan Rosic. I know some people. I've known probably two or three people throughout my life who... Just friends when I was, who like my parents, even my sister's kids, you know, when they were little kids... When they try to say grandma, grandpa, they said, no, just call us by our first name. So and your kids call them by their name, too. My kids, my sister's kids, they all, they call, all call them by their name. Hmm. Okay. It's so not yeah, about the, what you call them, bro. It's about how you respect 100%, them. Sense, you know? 100%. No, no, it's it's not a matter of... And, and, I, and I've tried to kind of uh, maybe look into that a little bit as far as does it make a difference? Because when... When I when I became an uncle the f- first time, um, not that I was adamant, but as far as I think even my my brother and his wife were very much you know hope out hope out hope out. Oh, so, and my dad's side, I've always referred to them as hope out and Horkur. My mom's side, my aunts were always like just referred to us by our first name. Mm-hmm. My Kerry was the only one that I called Kerry. Yeah, so same. I've I've had both, but me I've. I can't imagine my nieces calling me by my first name. Really? Yeah. I have uh, that today. So. Again, it's not it's not a matter of right or wrong. It's, it's just a matter preference, of basically. That's what it, that's what he's basically become comfortable to, and it's kind of a norm now. Yeah. 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 So my sister's kids always call my you first Ed. name. Yeah. Edgar, yeah. Well, Telma has a question, yeah. or Harush has a question, either or. Uh, <laughs> again, these shared Facebooks, man. I love you guys. I love you guys, but guys, <laughs> either one of you two. Uh, hey, they're family. Okay, I know. So. That's why I say I love you guys. It's like, come on, man. Come on. Um, they have a trip planned for in the end of June for Spain. It's with a group of 50, 60 people, uh, and it's actually booked through SV. So what do you think is going to happen with that trip? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I know about that trip too. Anelia is, <laughs> I know. I, I, I'm telling you, I'm very in sync with all the situations that are going on. Anelia booked that uh, one of our specialists, and the situation is it's with the dance group, and yeah, um, they're going they're going to Spain. But um, I know she's been working day and night to make sure that we're getting refunds because the whole process with the supplier is that they're giving her a lot of pushback about the hotels and those policies not being refunded. But we're doing everything in our power to make sure, even if it is like with as much as we can, like legal lingo and all that situation to get that group's money back. So um, I, I literally just saw that. I'm like, I'm waiting until I can answer. Yeah. But I'm, rest assured, we're 100% working on that situation. And I know Anelia is the one uh, dealing with that. So in a, in a situation like that, if the hotel doesn't want to, for example, refund, but the airline doesn't want to fly, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Who 
Who's I mean, responsible? Who, who, who's responsible? Who wins that argument? Because without the airline, you can't get to the hotel, right? Exactly. It's like chicken and the egg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's like, listen, no. it's like, we'll let you fly, but you can't check into the hotel. Or it's like, we'll let you check in, but you, I don't know how you're going to get here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a canoe and a paddle. Yeah, that's exactly that. <laughs> so Literally, how, that's, how, that, that's why we're here. That's yeah. why we're here as the people to take care of that. Like if you book them separately, then there's not much you can do except try and dispute. And then they're going to have to go to like their legal department. And it's obviously going to be more giant than you. But when you have like uh, um, someone like us as your service provider who's there to take care of it, we understand the situation fully. And I think that's actually very similar to what their situation is, is where like one portion has been refunded. The other portion is saying, you know what? No. So we're working on that 100%. And, um, and we do everything we can to make it reasonable and right for the client, right? We don't yeah. look at it from the supplier's perspective. Even if the supplier like somehow docks us or charges us because they have our account and everything on point and they might, you know, pull money out of our account and then we have to fight them after, uh, if the client gets the card back, that's 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 our problem that's, now to yeah, deal yeah. with, not the client's. That's, that's more reason. That's you, yeah. more reason to have a travel agent. Right, hundred percent. But but off off record, look worst case scenario, you call them in June and say, look, I've, I'm positive. <laughs> that's sure you want me to come spread it in your hotel. I'll be more than it. happy to. <laughs> no, sir. Jesus Christ. Here's the refund. <laughs> that's it. Yes. Here's next the, and, and here's an get. additional thousand dollars. Just stay <laughs> home. <laughs> but see. Uh, does insurance cover stuff like that, though? Insurance doesn't cover coronavirus. So travel insurance doesn't cover, like, pandemic virus situations. Forget about the uh, virus. No, 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 no. Forget the pandemic. virus. Yeah. Because, because insurances, for business insurance, does not cover virus, no. but they cover pandemics. Does it? General liability insurance has a pandemic clause in there, hmm. as far as I know. I know that when we, like, demail to insurance, because obviously you're talking about cash flow, business expense losses, that... Allstate immediately was, no. Well, de- depends when that was. You may want to revisit that. Uh, yeah, talk to your Allstate yeah. agent. Um, but see, the only you're thing is, at least you're in good hands, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest. See, but uh, the one thing that I'm con- confused about is, okay, you're saying that if it's coronavirus related, they, they won't refund you back, right? What if you come up with something else? You know what? It's not coronavirus. Uh, Unfortunately, I have a very important business meeting I have to attend they don't to. Care about no, you're, you're right. or, or something, that's, bro. That's where that's where I got. You're, a shrug you have insurance. Say, yeah, that's where I got a shrug and say, well, yeah. you got to. What I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell someone to do that. But if there are clauses in the insurance that are covered that affect your travel, then absolutely use those to get your money back. I think that's why you get travel yeah, insurance. I think once medical you, reasons and all that stuff, and uh, often. Yeah, write a doctor's note. No, oh, I'm sorry, I broke my leg. I can't travel anymore. Or something, man. I Just don't text know, man. Me, I'll make you the doctor. Whatever, note. whatever. What are normally the clauses in like an insurance thing where you can basically cancel and get your money back? What as is far it? as travel? Yeah. Look, <laughs> I hate to say this, but the, but the you're one, gonna say it, right? <laughs> the one thing that's worked for me a couple of times, and I've helped. A couple you of want me to people. mute it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't call me guys because I can't do it, but. I've uh, I've I've uh, provided them like a uh, letter as far as that their family members on hospice and they uh, you know <laughs> almost uh, there uh, almost there. All right, guys, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> no birthday cake for you. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> oh jeez. But uh, medical, yeah. business related, those work related. Like if your boss gave you 
the authorization to travel and then they took yeah. that away because now they need to call you back insurance will cover yeah. that or like you have hemorrhoids you can't sit on the plane for a long time <laughs> I charge $7,000 for the letter so if your trip is more than seven grand, it's worth it if it's less than seven grand, it's not worth it yeah just, just basically bite the, <laughs> bite, bite the bullet and just stay home okay, cash, cash only cash. Oh, cash cash no untraceable cash. <laughs> uh, anything else you guys want to cover before we call it a night we can't call it a night what do you mean you can't call the night? No, okay. before we blow the candles okay. out and stuff. Bro. That's what calling the night is basically you lighting that up because you've been anxious to light that up for a <laughs> while. And wants to blow my candle. Well, as you guys know, it is it is our. Well, hold on. Any, anything else you guys want to cover? Ed, did we miss anything at all? No, I mean, if you I guys have, have another any, question yeah. for you. When is Armenian flights? We talked about it and then That's we didn't right, talk. We got yeah, that yeah, off. yeah, yeah. Come so, uh, real quick on that, by uh, the beginning, so June 1st, yeah. Qatar. Yeah. Does is has flights to Armenia? Uh, Aeroflot right now is kind of like in a frozen situation where it doesn't have it doesn't allow new clients to book their flights, but they haven't canceled their flights until like August. Um, so other than that, there are ways to get to Armenia uh, mid May, and like right now today, Armenia opened its borders. Obviously, they're being more se- uh, secure and safe, but the whole situation is we have to live with coronavirus. This is the situation. Like let's go ahead and open up. So the borders are open. You can find flights. We can take care of like flights mid-May, but it's not like the convenient one stop. And then mm. like there is like Qatar and mm. Aeroflot. How about returning? Because my friend's father-in-law is stuck in Armenia right now. Yeah, again, mid-May. mid-May. There are, yeah, there, again, there are ways. Like it, it was funny because someone was like, I need to get back from Armenia ASAP. And, uh, you know, we've been working on that and we can get someone back May 7, May 8. But it's like three or four separate flights that are completely irrelevant and like you're going to Minsk and different places and all that stuff, and God forbid one of those flights cancels or something you're happens, stuck there. you're stuck there. Oh, geez. and you can't that... take a bag either, so no luggage. It's just like See, you. my my you friend's uncle who had to return from the <laughs> back from the airport. He he was in Armenia and he came back four weeks ago, so I don't know how he came back, and yet my other friend's father-in-law can't come back. Jeez, four it's weeks ago, four weeks ago. Yeah, I'm trying to think, he came back Might from have Armenia. Been possible four yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. He couldn't come to Kaku with us, but he came back <laughs> from Armenia. Is, is, is DJ Armund in Armenia now? Is he yeah. stuck in Armenia or is he like a resident in Armenia now? No, no I think I think he's stuck. He's, not he's stuck in Armenia, stuck right? I, I knew it, bro. Cause I'm I like, think he was I'm saying like, he has the tickets back pretty soon. Yeah, because I, I was like, he's in Armenia longer than what he's supposed to be in Armenia for. I'm, <laughs> like, like, I'm think like, he's either... Think about he's, it, bro. If, like DJ Armand, he was going to have nothing to DJ. All the events are canceled. It's better to be in Armenia when you're in quarantine. Yeah, but I mean, it's like your friends, your yeah. family. Bro, you say it, like, you say it comfortably, I, I but can't. you can't, bro. I can't not be here, especially because I have no idea what tomorrow brings. If something Dude, happens... Who does, bro? N- no, but as far as you're dealing with a pandemic, a global shutdown we haven't seen, I don't know if ever. 9-11. That was the last time it happened. Global shutdown, bro. I, it was, yeah, it was, not, it was during... Well, was no, no. It, shutdown, no, as far as coming into America, it was no, no, shutdown. No, shutdown as in... Yeah, yeah. You're shut down, house arrest. Yeah, it was... Yeah, We've it was had it in had 1918 it. in the U.S. I don't know if it was all no, around no, the world. No, nothing like uh, this. None of them were as big as Corona, bro. Well, it was not the Chinese flu. That's the difference. Of course, Chinese virus. Chinese. So, my, but my point is, uh, yes, I lose my train of thought, bro. Oh, yeah. We haven't had this large of a... Meaning, yeah, like, if, if they decide something tomorrow, I'm, like, I'm not here to in any way 
like protect my family. My family, I'm not referring to my wife and kids because they'd be with me wherever I'm at. But even parents, parents and brother. brother, sister and all that, yeah. I I can't not be here. Tomorrow they decide, okay, we're going to lock you guys down. We're coming in. We're going to you know inject you with this <laughs> bullshit so you can leave. Like, I can't just be in Armenia. I mean, well, I since, let's just say, let's just say <laughs> you are. Here and they're gonna inject everyone, and Armand's gonna Jesus save the Christ, day. Are we really gonna get into that conversation? <laughs> Let's not. You, you know what I mean, up it. Yeah, you know exactly what I mean. Is it's different when you're here. Of course. It's not a matter of. Yeah, uh, I'm just curious. I would love to hear from DJ Armand as far as what's going on and how he feels. He had a live video. It was great. He was at a, actually sitting in a cafe. It was a. He was actually at a Mexican restaurant in well, Armenia. As of today or yesterday, cafes and stuff I read were open. Open already. in Armenia. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they're concerned. Even though there was a spike in cases, but they're opening. I think. I think you know, this too shall pass, as they say, and everything will kind of go back to normal. Obviously, but it'll take some time. Uh, mentally, it will affect everybody because there's still a lot of people that are scared. Um, surprisingly, people that I've spoken to recently, um, like I would have never thought they would have been the way they are, but they're like majorly <laughs> freaked out. I'm like. Jeez, I'm like I, I didn't think you would you were that type of person, but it it'll pass. It'll take some time for all of us to kind of adjust to the whole um, lifestyle as of right now until everything goes back to normal. But you know, yeah. uh, that being said, there you go, DJ Armand in Armenia. That being said, Ed, thanks so much for taking time out thank of your you, Monday Albert, to be yes. with us. Oh, thank you um, guys. Give our best to your dad. And absolutely to the whole organization HVH. Oh, I yeah. appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. This is honestly one of, you know really great experience. Happy birthday! Happy birthday to your wife. Thank you, thank brother. You guys. <laughs> uh, thank on that you, on brother. that note, Ed, you want to do the honors of Sir. lighting up the candles? Light up one and then light up the other one. Don't burn your face off. Don't Make burn sure on the face off. There you go. Woo. Now use that one to light the other ones. Hopefully the smoke detector doesn't go off. It's not working. <laughs> it's not the first time he's done this. It's Armon. There you go. All right, everybody. Fancy. Let's sing it. Happy birthday to Armon. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Made in China. Happy birthday, dear Armon. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Armund. Happy birthday, everybody in May. Happy yes. birthday to my beautiful wife. Uh, guys, enjoy your week. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you guys next week. Follow us, YouTube, Instagram for our daily memes as well. Uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes. We're everywhere, guys. Follow us. Show us your support. Show us some love. And we'll see you guys next week. Love you. Thank you for all the birthday wishes. See you guys next week.